0: Lord. So make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring new
1: wine. Yes, Lord, that's our prayer today. Jesus, bring new wine out of us. Do something new and fresh in our lives, oh God, where there are blockages this day, Lord. I thank you that your word is coming forth with power and showing us where we need to hear you and where we need to walk with you, O oh God. Father, I thank you for every person listening into your word today. Thank you lord that there's going to be divine impartations there's going to be just something happening in their hearts today as they hear from you my god i thank you that anyone who's supposed to hear this word today lord because there is a time something about timing that they will not miss it lord our eyes are open our ears are open lord we are going to hear your word lord jesus even me father may it change me from the inside out lord jesus may i be having a single devotion to you forsaking all others lord jesus may i truly say that you are lord of my life may there be evidences lord as you continue to elevate us and make us walk through new doors because our lives are surrendered to you father we thank you holy spirit i welcome you as you open the scriptures to us our helper i thank you lord that holy spirit you are going to make You're going to make manifest the things that are in the word of God to us that will be open. The word of God will be open to us. None of us will miss what you're saying to us today. To the glory and honor of your name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being here today, friend. It's always an honor to spend time with you as we hear the word of the Lord. And today I have such a wonderful word on my heart for you, you know. Um, And you've seen the title, it's called Too Attached to Move too attached to move that it's possible to be too attached that you can't make progress that you can be so attached to the things of this world that we are not able to actually move and make progress and go forward and so today I want to talk about forsaking all others I want to talk to you about showing you what I've been seeing in the scriptures you know that Jesus has been showing me about making progress and how forsaking all others actually elevates us and on December 6 2008 hundreds of people who are excited and who came to support us jeremy and i made vows um, to be married we got married that day december 6th 2000 2008 this december we will be making 12 years in a covenant relationship but before hundreds of friends and family we declared forsaking all others that we are going to choose each other and you know what We've been managing that decision for 12 years now. That the journey of forsaking all others is not something you say at the altar and then that's the end of it is actually a journey until death. You make that commitment and you manage it daily until the day you die. Those words sound easy and maybe the day you said, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior and you felt a peace come over you and you wept and your heart welled up with joy as you knew that the one who had forgiven you and loved you unconditionally. You are now one with him. It was exciting. I remember our wedding day was so exciting. went to the reception, we danced, we celebrated the first years were bliss for us, you know, and I'm still one of those women who's blessed to be married to an incredible man it's been a wonderful time together but i tell you there have been some difficult moments there have been times to choose times to to make compromises times when it's been difficult to choose jeremy and forsake all others times when it's been difficult to declare all my finances to prioritize him to give him my time to give him my treasure to give him my life literally you know forsaking all others there's been times when i wondered my goodness is this it for the rest of our lives we're going to be choosing each other but that can, the, the, the decision to be to say I am forsaking all others was a decision to be devoted to Jeremy more than anyone else. More than any other man in the world that I am devoted to him. How, how do you know that someone is devoted to another person? If you guys can type out some some comments, I'll read them. How do you know that so and so that Beatrice is devoted to Jeremy? One of the ways is that I carry his name. I'm called Mrs. Viamanzi. Most of you don't know my maiden name that once upon a time I had another name. You know that I carry his name that i start to my time is now according to how it suits him and me even him how he manages his time is how it suits me that to go somewhere i seek his permission he also seeks my permission that to take on certain ventures i seek his permission that even to choose where I work, even if I've heard from the Lord, I have to talk to my husband because God has called me to be subject to him. Yes, Solomon, they spend time with them a lot. The one you spend your most of your time with is you're devoted to them. You start to sound like them. The one you waste money on is the one you're devoted to. The one who you make decisions around you make a decision based on that person you know how is it okay does it match their calendar you're always available for that person yes Peggy you depend on them yes that is so true roots you depend on that person you defend them also you defend them you're loyal to them how do you start saying you know you give them undivided attention the person that you're devoted to you are accountable to that person they are always available to that person they change their program because of that person they prioritize them they waste money on them the people that you're devoted to not day passes without you mentioning their name that is so true up to today you guys 12 years later my husband calls me every day to check on me yet we sleep in the same home you're very honest with them you open up your life to them your life revolves around them you talk about them a lot you know conversations agreements disagreements the person you think about the most you know and some wives and husbands right now are saying man I'm not so sure if I'm still devoted you know you spend a lot of a lot on them you know but that person becomes the one who you your life revolves around and what would you say if you found someone who is devoted a wife devoted to more than one man or a man devoted to more than one woman what would you say about them and what would make you say that you're not sure if they are still devoted to that person what would make you question at that devotion of someone to another what would make you if you can say those things for me I'm going to read them out what would make you how do you know that someone is devoted you've told me how you would know you know what they are willing to let go of you know what they you let go of things for the one you are devoted to you you spend time with them you spend your treasure on them you're vulnerable with them you trust them you you associate with them so how do you know some, that someone, how would you start to question that? Hey, I'm not so sure if B3 is devoted to, to Jeremy anymore. What, what would make you question my devotion to Jeremy? What would make you say, I'm not so sure if she's still devoted to that man or if that man is still devoted? be three, you know, to be, to be elevated, for me to be elevated, to be Mrs. Viamanzi, for me to be Mrs. Viamanzi, I had to actually forsake all others. Peggy says they no longer bothered about the other person's business. Yeah. You start wondering, you know, they are both running different programs at the same time, you know, uh, uh, you know that yeah tell me what would make you say that the other person is not devoted anymore but for me to be elevated to be mrs VMancy to enjoy the privileges that come with being the wife of jeremy where his net worth is my net worth where the things that he enjoys are the ones that i enjoy i had to be able to make some sacrifices ivy says you don't prioritize them anymore you don't follow their instructions anymore The way you act around that person you start spending less and less time with them when you see when you second guess the decisions that the person makes you no longer how i dishonor him or honor him in public you know how i talk to them if i talk to him poorly if i begin to choose other people or things over that person if i don't prioritize them i don't spend as much time and money on them you know, if your family is spending more money on another man than on my husband, you're going to question my devotion. If I spend more time with another man than my husband, you're going to question my devotion. If I don't value his opinion and I value the opinion of another man, you're going to question my devotion. It's always in comparison to... When we start to question devotion, is about your how much I'm giving in comparison to another. Because if also if 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 if, if that I'm giving more to the one I'm not devoted to compared to the one I'm devoted to, it becomes confusing. And I think that's how it is for many of us as believers right now. God is wondering, are you really devoted to me? Because for us to desire the elevation of being called you know into the ministry and for God to start showing off on us because Jeremy shows off on me you know There's a time he spent 10 days on social media every day talking about his wife if he started doing that and then did it for another woman and another one there's nothing special it's in in comparison to what my husband does for me in comparison to yes Tina you're getting it devotion is sacrifice devotion is sacrifice it's forsaking all others Devotion is about how much you give one in comparison to the other. Devotion comes at a price, my friends. Christians, believers, some people right now are not sure that we are devoted to Jesus Christ. Because when they look at how much time we spend on the things of this world compared to what we spend on him, they wonder, who are we devoted to? When they see our social media postings, they wonder, who are we really devoted to? We talk about him. Do we know do we spend it? There's no day that passes without you talking about Jesus Christ. How much are we spending on him compared to what we are spent? Our budget compared to you know what we spend on Jesus compared to what we spent on our on how we look and how we and and, and you know on what we enjoy. You know, when they look at our priorities and the priorities of Jesus, they are confused. Who are you devoted to? You know, are we willing to pay the price that there is a price to pay when it comes to devotion? Devotion is sacrifice, devotion is prioritizing, devotion has to do with sacrifice. But some of us are too attached to be devoted to Jesus Christ. There are too many weights that are entangling us. There are too many things. That's why we keep looking at our lives and we have victory on and off because our devotion is on and off. Our devotion is not clear. People cannot tell. It's a doing word. Devotion is something you do every day. It's a choice you make every minute. And you're going to see Jesus. I'm going to show you scripture over and over and over. Jesus talking to those who say they want to be devoted to him and saying, look if you're going to be devoted to me you must give up something it is going to cost you something but also it is going you're going to gain so much me devoted to, G- to jeremy being devoted to my husband has cost me the, aff- the affection of other men and even women but you know what it has also elevated me it has also brought me a lot of honor a lot of blessing a lot of enjoyment my husband spoils me you know I enjoy so much because I have chosen to you see it's a you sacrifice something to gain something you can't both not sacrifice and not gain at the same time I have sacrificed something Jeremy has sacrificed something he has gained something by being my husband I've gained something by being his wife I've have, have had his babies by being his wife you cannot be devoted and not sacrifice your sacrifice equals your devotion but also that sacrifice makes you let go of something to receive another devotion is sacrifice and yet devotion is elevation at the same time there are two sides to the coin of of that devotion it is sacrifice and elevation the one you're devoted to you gain from But the one you're not devoted to, you cannot gain from. And some of you wives right now, you're not devoted to that husband. You're listening to too many other opinions. You can't even gain from the power of being devoted to that man. And husbands are the same way. You're not devoted to that wife truly. She's not the one whose opinion you seek, so you're not gaining from her. And many of you listening to me right now, Christians, you're not devoted to Jesus Christ. Truly, 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 you're not. And therefore, you're not receiving the elevation that comes with those who are devoted to Jesus. Devotion is sacrifice. You're the ones who have told me. Devotion is sacrifice and devotion is elevation. It is not just pain, it is elevation. Div- I don't feel the sacrifice of. of of, you not being devoted to my husband as much as I did in the beginning because I felt like I have to adjust my whole life to this man. You know, when you're single, you don't have a single devotion. You're devoted to so many. Everyone is an option. But when I got to be married to Jeremy, there were no more options anymore. It was him and him alone. I had to switch the food I cook, the clothes I wear. I dress the way Jeremy loves me to be dressed. I be thinking about him all the time. But are you devoted to Jesus? Do you dress the way he wants you to be dressed? Is every decision taken through the prism of what would please my master? and my lord is that your money the way you spend it does it show your devotion to jesus christ i want to ask you people who have accomplished how who are some of the people who you know who have accomplished great things for the kingdom of god god's generals out there you know people who have you know that you know are these people yeah, like the apostle paul you know or people smith wigglesworth or just name for me some of the people who you know catherine coleman who have accomplished great things for the kingdom of god billy graham you know, name for them, me, those people. And the question is that what do you remember them for? What do you remember them for? You know, Catherine that the, the, the miraculous power that she walked in is what I remember her for. Smith Wicklesworth, you know, the faith that he walked in. You know, when you think of Benny Hinn, he has walked in the miraculous and just crazy, crazy, miraculous things. He has helped so many people live a life that they couldn't have lived before people have gained Eyesight ears have been opened. dead men have been raised for What do you remember about these men and women? One of the things that you probably don't remember about these people is their families. You don't know their wives and children You don't know the businesses they ran or did not run what you remember about them is what they accomplished for God But it cost them something that elevation cost that also came with sacrifice devotion Devotion elevates you, but you cannot receive that elevation without a certain level of sacrifice. yes Pastor Robert Kayanja. he sacrificed so much. His family has not seen him as much as the mothers and fathers who are present, who don't have to accomplish much for the kingdom of God. But you know what? Let me also ask you another question. What about the people who have accomplished much in the world, by worldly standards, just for the world? What do you know about them? You usually know their children, actually. You know their spouses, you know, like Donald Trump. You know, you know their people. You know, you know Bill Gates, you know, Melinda Gates, you know their child as well. I forget her name, but she's a she's a girl. You know, you the people they, they, they make sacrifices, but to the extent that they are devoted to the business world and to the things of this world, okay? So the question then for you, child of God, who says you are devoted to God and to the things of God is what should you be pursuing? What should you be pursuing? If you're devoted to God, what should you be pursuing? Yes, you know Obama, you know Michelle Obama, you know Malia, you know Sasha, you know they people who have accomplished things in the world, you get to know their family. And I'm going somewhere with this because you're going to see what Jesus calls devotion to him. And he really makes it clear. There are no questions about it. I'm going to show you scripture after scripture of Jesus Christ himself, simply saying, look, you cannot be devoted to me and devoted to the things that the world is devoted to. Because people who are devoted to more than one spouse, we call them people who are cheating. And some of us have been cheating on God. You know, God, when he says he's a jealous God, that's what he's talking about. That if you are going to be devoted to Jesus Christ, you can't also be devoted to the world. In fact, everything I do is to serve the one I'm devoted to. Everything I pursue is to serve the one I'm devoted to. The career I choose is, the, is to serve them. Have some of you, no one has seen anything about Jesus Christ on your social media for like five months now. You talk about yourself. Yourself, you're devoted to you and to promoting yourself. Who are you promoting? The one you're devo- If you go to my social media, you'll find my husband, my children, um, some of my friends, and a lot about Jesus Christ. What are you devoted to? You told me that the one you're devoted to, you talk about a lot. You promote them basically. Their business becomes your business. You spend time on them. Some of you keep saying, I don't have time for prayer. I'm so busy. Okay, we now know what you're devoted to. You're devoted to whatever you're busy chasing. Alright? You're cheating on your lover, on your God. You, you're busy. You're too busy to spend time with Jesus Christ. So you, we know what you're devoted. Whatever it is that is consuming your time is what you're devoted to. Whatever you adjust your time to is what you're devoted to. Whoever you adjust your time for is who you're devoted to. The one you spend the most time with is the one you're devoted to. The one you spend your most money on is the one you're devoted to. Some of you cannot buy a Bible, a physical Bible, because it's so expensive. Okay, we know who you're devoted to. Because you spend time at the boutique, you're devoted to how you look. You're devoted to how you present yourself and let me tell you that body is going to rot and be buried but the one you're devoted to you will meet and spend eternity with and i hope that you will have laid up treasure and have given your heart and life to him and to his kingdom and to what he is building what are you pursuing who are you devoted to who are you you cannot have more than one devotion child of god you cannot even my husband knows that i'm devoted to him but i am devoted Mostly to Jesus Christ, okay? And that if it came to choose between him and the Lord, I would choose the Lord. And I know the same for him. He would choose the Lord Jesus Christ over me. Who are you devoted to? What are you pursuing? And I want to show you, first of all, today I saw about some of you are devoted to friendships. Some of you are devoted to your family more than you're devoted to God. Some of you are devoted to money more than you're devoted to God. Some of you are devoted to to status, your status in society. What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing? Is it leading you to God or away from him? Who told you to pursue what you're pursuing? Did you consult with the lover of your soul? Did you consult with the one you walk around calling Lord, Lord, but you don't do the things he says? You know one of that ways to know that someone is Lord over your life, you obey them. You do what they say. You forsake all others. Devotion is about forsaking all others. It's not about convenience. No, it's forsaking all others. Devotion is sacrifice. It's forsaking all others. Are you too attached to be devoted? Are you too entangled to be devoted? You know, the writer of Hebrews talks about that in Hebrews chapter 12. He says that, let us lay aside the weights that so easily entangle the things that easily entangle us are good things you're going to see jesus talking about them they are good things what must go what must go what are you afraid of are you are you too afraid of loneliness are you too afraid of loneliness are you too afraid of the opinions of men i was are you too afraid of the of 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 other people around you devotion is forsaking all others I made that vow before God about my husband. Have you decided to forsake all others and pursue the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are the opinions of men too important to you? Or is the fear of loneliness too important to you? You know, the one you fear is your master. The one you fear is your master. The one you obey is your master. The one you adjust for is your master. So if you're the one you're adjusting to is not Jesus Christ, that you adjust your time to say, look, I can't do that because I have a standing appointment with Jesus Christ at that time. But you say, Jesus, you must adjust. You know my boss needs me, so Jesus, I can't spend time with you at this time anymore. I must now adjust. You have to get the extra. After the one I'm devoted to has got time. Come on, child of God, are you devoted to the master? and you know what he knows the ones who are devoted to him and you'll see what he says about them those who are devoted to him he elevates he cannot elevate you when you're not devoted to him jeremy can't go elevating other women who are not devoted to him the one who is devoted to you you elevate you give privileges okay everything every way that easily entangles you are you too attached child of god to be devoted to jesus christ are you too attached are you too scared of the opinions of men? Maybe God has given you an instruction to do something in your business, but you're scared of your business partners. You say, Lord, my partners won't agree for us to tithe in the business. No problem. You're devoted to your partners, not to God. The one you're devoted to, you are willing to die for. You're willing to be misunderstood for. You're willing to lay down your accolades for. You don't care what your family will say. You won't care. You care, but you don't. In comparison to, because we talked about devotion is what you give up in comparison to others. So that I don't I don't do good for other people but in comparison to Jesus Christ I do I should do more for him than for others in comparison to to other men I obey Jeremy in comparison to other men I adjust to my husband so my friends who are you adjusting to and I'm going to talk to you about a few things that sometimes the thing that is going to kill you is hidden in what seems like an opportunity I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the thing that is going to kill you and that is threatening your devotion to Jesus Christ is hidden in what looks like an opportunity. Think about Joseph. In the Bible, Potiphar's wife shows up and wants to sleep with him. That looked like an opportunity for promotion in the house of Potiphar. But Joseph was devoted to Jesus Christ. When no one was watching, Joseph said, I cannot sin against the Lord. No one would have caught him. It might have remained like their secret. But you see, his heart was so devoted to Jesus Christ, God, that he said, I cannot sin against the Lord. It looked like an opportunity. Abraham and Lot, I'm going to talk about Abraham and Lot. Abraham was attached to Lot that God couldn't take him to the next level. Lot had to go. Some of you, Lot must go. There are things in your life that must go for you to be truly devoted to Jesus Christ. Your time, your treasure, your decisions, your sacrifices, your risk-taking should be for Jesus Christ. Abraham had Lot. The rich young ruler was so devoted to his possessions, he could not follow Jesus Christ. He could not be devoted to Jesus Christ. Samson had Delilah in his life. She brought him down. He, she, he was more devoted to Delilah than to keep a secret that God had given him about the source of his power. Esther was too devoted to her life. She had to choose to then say, I, if I die, I die. Because her, Mordecai told, he told her, Esther, look, you were put in that castle, in that place of work. You are put there for such a time as this. In that family of yours, for such a time as this. In that business, for such a time as this. Esther was in the palace and she had started to become self-centered and think, I want to protect my my position. My friend, are you protecting your position at the expense of the one who put you there? That now he adjusts to your boss. That now God must adjust to your money-making ventures. What are you devoted to? Because Daniel and his friends also had an opportunity to either worship idols and protect their life or to simply say, you know what? Delilah must go. Potiphar's wife must go. Lot must go. Possessions must go. Daniel and his friends said, look, if we die, we die. Oh, king, we honor you, but there is one above you, king. Does your boss know that your devotion is above your devotion to him? My bosses knew that if there was something going on at my church, I told them the truth. I did not lie to them. I told you about how one time Benny Hinn came to town and I thought to myself, the man whose book I read and I had my first encounter with the Holy Spirit is in town and there is a test in the morning. I gave up that test and went to hang out with Benny Hinn. You know what? And he didn't see me. He didn't meet me. I was in a crowd. But you know what? I knew that that man had something I needed to partake of. What are you devoted to? I'm not telling you to do that. But you know what? For me, tests, the anointing, uh, the weights are so clear to me. But for some of you, life, the, 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 the cares of this world have taken up your life so much that right now you're compromising in all sorts of ways. Your devotion to God is so questionable. You are cheating left, right, and center. No, people cannot easily tell that you're even a believer. Your conversations, you're trying to get the favor of men. Child of God, sometimes the thing that is going to kill you is hidden in what looks like an opportunity. God told you to stay in Uganda. You've got an opportunity suddenly to go to another country and make five times the money you've been making. Has the Lord signed off on that promotion? Because what might look like a promotion can be a complete destiny killer. Can be a complete destiny killer. Who are you devoted to? You know, for Daniel and his friends, they were willing to die. David had to leave the safety of his home for the unfamiliar. What looks like an opportunity can be the death of your destiny. It can be a complete death of your destiny, okay? Are you devoted to Jesus Christ? Does the world know? Does your boss know? I remember going for my first job opportunity. I told my boss I'm born again. I needed him to know. So that when I start asking for strange, awkward things to leave to go and do A, B, C, D, and he knew. And you know, some of you have not told your bosses because you've decided in your mind that if you say you're a Christian, something bad will happen. No! It's not a lower status to be a believer. It is a higher status child of God. Everyone in your office must know. Everyone must know who you're devoted to. It's like fearing to use your husband's name because you don't want people to know that you're married. Why would you do that? Because you're funny, you're strange, you're not devoted. A devoted woman wears the name of her husband with pride. A devoted man goes around talking about his wife. I'm married. You know what? I can't make it for tonight because my wife needs me at home. You can call me less of a man, but you know what? I know who I'm devoted to. You can call me less of a woman because I changed my hairstyle to the way my husband likes it, but I'm devoted to him. You understand? Devotion is both sacrifice and elevation. I need you to remember that. If you're not sacrificing for God, you are not devoted to him. If you're not sacrificing for him you are not devoted to him and he will not elevate you because promotion comes from God but that is every promotion from God no you have to know that also the enemy can hide what looks like a promotion he can make you think you're being promoted and then you get excited and before you know it it's a devotion it's a new demotion sometime recently this year as a video that i did at a certain company went around social media and it became you know i they called it viral and i started getting calls from tv stations from radio stations from and i laughed i thought to myself my voice is for the gospel i'm not going out there to promote anything else that is not jesus christ and him crucified it wasn't even jesus had not spoken to me about this when i prayed i didn't feel any action and you know what i said no and people told me that's not wise you know it's an opportunity for promotion i'm not stupid it's not an opportunity for promotion. My promotion comes from my Lord and Savior. If that was his opportunity, he would have showed me and I would have been being promoted by certain voices, you know, not other voices, which for me are not a promotion. What? But you see, if I had been someone pursuing self-elevation, self-promotion, I'd be like, eh, opportunity. I'm going to be on TV. People are going to see me. To what end? Because the one that I promote is Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior, my Master, my King. And when I promote him, he promotes me. And you know what? In due time, he will promote me. And there will be no question about it there will be no question about it who are you devoted to what must go what must go for you to move into your destiny let me read for you some scriptures in genesis chapter 13 verse verse 14 to 17 okay and the lord said to abraham abraham at the time after lot separated from him have you heard that statement The Lord spoke to Abraham after Lot separated from him. Abraham brought along his cousin, Lot, his nephew, I think, Lot. And you know what? Some of you have carried along things that must go. And you're holding on to them and they are holding you back. God cannot promote that that is not devoted to him. And you know what? If you promote yourself, you have to sustain it. It's hard work. I've seen people promoting themselves. It's hard work. You have to start reducing yourself to the patterns of this world. You have to start being a little bit more naked and more naked. You have to think, what are the people out there? Who the people like? What what, what are they wearing? Then you wear it. You start to demote yourself in the sight of God so that the devil can elevate you. And you know what? When the devil elevates you, it's a matter of time. You will crash. It can look slow. But something must go. The Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes and now and look from the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I give you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width. width, For I give it. Friend. When Lot left, God spoke to Abram. When Lot separated from Abram, God had the full attention of Abram. God had the full attention of Abram and was able to tell him, Abram, now this is what is going to happen. Open your eyes. His eyes were closed, what God was doing, because he was now devoted to defending Lot. Lot had problems. You know, he says, take your eyes now that lot has gone i can speak to you lot must go then you will hear god clearly and differently you will hear because Abraham had had god before but now he had god differently lot was a distraction distractions are not always evil things but they choke your progress and they divide your attention and devotion to god they're not always evil your devotion can be divided between you and maybe it's your children it's your family your extended family you want that person in your life to approve of you i remember when god told me to quit my job and get into the ministry there are people i couldn't tell my uncle who i love so much who's a father in my life i couldn't tell him he found out a year after i had quit because it wouldn't make sense to him you see when god gives you a word you don't need to go telling the whole world so that they stamp it it means whoever you're going to ask their opinion their opinion is greater than the opinion of god when god has spoken to you you do not consult human beings you can ask him for confirmation and he will. Mary didn't ask God to bring a confirmation through other people. Mary only went to Elizabeth, who also was carrying divine seed, John the Baptist. Okay? So listen to me. You don't need to consult everybody. D- destruction are not always evil. Okay? Distractions can be those close friends of yours you've had since primary school. You can't imagine not being with them. You know, sometimes it's your children. It's your extended family. It's a job opportunity. It's a seeming promotion which we talked about. It is fear of, of, of opinions of men, people whose opinions you desire so much. But when God has spoken to you, even if you suspect that God has spoken, you move. You move. I believed that I had had God I can't tell you that I had a voice from the heavens open but I knew in my spirit that I was being directed to move and you know what it looked like a demotion for a while but you know what I couldn't you the best place to be is in the will of God not where a man elevates but in the will of God so when Lot left Abraham could hear God differently Abraham received his inheritance from the Lord there are so many distractions in our lives as believers. They must go, child of God. Distractions must go. Lot must go. You, there are people who are in your life, but they are not in covenant. They are not supposed to be there. And you know it. When God called you, called you alone. But right now in the business, you can't tithe. You can't what? You get and got a partner without God telling you that that's your business partner. And you're there struggling. Lot must go. Let me show you jesus over and over i told you today i'm going to share with you lots of scripture in luke chapter 14 verse 25 to, to, to 33 i'm going to read 25 to 27 then 33 jesus now a great multitude went with him and he turned and said to them this is jesus christ and many of us are in the crowd we are following jesus with the crowd to gain an agenda. if everyone is doing this we are doing it if everyone is doing this we don't have a personal devotion okay Now a great multitudes went with him and he turned, Jesus turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate, does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters. The word hate there, I was looking at it today and it refers to esteeming higher than. That if you don't esteem Jesus more than you esteem your husband, your wife, your children, your father, your mother, and your brothers and sisters, family. Because family is a big deal for many of us. We are more devoted to our family than we are to God. And he says, if anyone does not hate, which means does not lightly esteem these people in comparison to esteeming me. Yes, and even his on life. Some of you, it's your plan. Your 25-year plan is the hindrance between you and what God can do. God has no room to speak to you because you have a plan. You alone know the plans you have for you. That if he cannot put aside his own life, then he says, he cannot be my disciple. He doesn't say he may not. He says, you cannot be call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ if you don't esteem less than those other things that have become of greater importance to the world. That if you, ca- if you don't esteem those things lightly, you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You cannot. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Now, I used to wonder about this whole thing of bearing a cross. Okay? A cross is a place of sacrifice. Jesus, in other words, is saying, Look, if you cannot esteem every important relationship in your life lower than me, For Abraham, Lot had to go because he left his motherland with Lot. There are people you've walked with all your life, but you need to let them go, child of God, because they can't understand the things that God has called you to do. They can't understand tithing in the business. They can't understand spending most of your money building the church. They can't understand you honoring your husband. They can't understand you honoring your wife. They can't understand, you know, staying up late to pray. They can't understand you going for overnights. They can't understand how much time you spend in the word and prayer. They're always laughing at you and saying you're a bit too much. You They call you extreme. And so you're being pulled down every day because your devotion is distracted. You're trying to win their favor and at the same time win the favor of God. It cannot be, friends. It cannot be. What will separate you from the crowds following Jesus? Are you still in the crowd? Because for you to be among those Jesus calls his disciples, the ones who are going to be elevated and promoted in his sight, who will walk in wonders and signs, who will build things that the world will remember, for you to be that way, he says two things must happen you must hate your father your mother your sisters your brother and hatred not that you hate them you don't like them but that my friend your mockers will choke your devotion that you that those people must be lower in your estimation of of what god says that my mother my father my husband my brothers my sisters everyone in my life is down here god is above what he says goes i don't care what they did for me growing up it doesn't matter i honor them but god is above his word above. I cannot compromise for them. And then he says, apart from that also, pick up your cross daily. I told you that when I got married to Jeremy 12 years ago, I said before before many friends and family that forsaking all others. I made that word that day but I'm managing it every day. Every day I have to forsake all others. Every day I have to forsake the opinion of another man over the opinion of my husband. Every day you're forsaking all others. Forsaking bribery, forsaking false promotions, forsaking You know, the opinions of men, forsaking whatever it is, forsaking all others. You choose Jesus every day. He says you must pick up your cross and follow him. Your devotion to Jesus Christ is what is going to separate you from the crowd. I'm going to say it again. Your devotion to Jesus Christ is what is going to separate you from the crowd. That will determine your relationships, your priorities, your pursuits, and what should be sacrificed in your life. If you're sacrificing your time of prayer and the word so that you can make money you're not devoted to jesus you're devoted to making money you're devoted to mammon if you're sacrificing your time in the word and you sacrifice, you don't give tithe regularly. You don't give a big offering to God. You know, every time he gives you opportunity, you don't sow into the word. The truth is that your devotion is clear. Where your treasure is there, your word will, your, your heart will be also. Your devotion is measured by your sacrifice. What will separate you from the crowd following Jesus is what you're willing to sacrifice. Forsaking all others. In verse 33, he says, Likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple child of god are you willing to forsake all or are you too attached to be devoted are you too entangled to be devoted you know one of the tests of your devotion is how obedient you are to your spiritual leaders yes How devoted you are, your spiritual leaders. How much you honor your father and mother. Those things, they show your devotion. How much you honor your husband or wife. How much you honor the body that you have. Your purity. Your choice to stay pure sexually. Is a mark of your devotion to Jesus Christ. It is basically, if you're devoted to me. Every opinion of the world is nothing. It's rubbish to you compared to the opinion of God. But if you want to look cool. If you want to please men. You cannot please God. Are you too entangled to be devoted? Are you too attached to men and to things and to material possessions? To be devoted to Jesus Christ. Where is your time going? Where is your money going? Where is your heart? How much of the word of God do you know? How much of the word of God are you using as the thing to make a decision in your life? When you're going to make decisions, do you think, what would Jesus do? Do you think, what does the word of God say about this matter? Child of God. He says in verse 33 of Matthew. Matthew chapter 14 verse 33 he says whoever of you does not forsake all and I checked it out in Greek all means all all means all whoever does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple my disciple forsaking all others are you ready for elevation my, 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 my brother my sister be devoted forsake all for Jesus Christ. Make a decision today. Jesus, today I forsake all and then manage it every day. You don't make that decision once. You make it every day. When you're there and you're about to bribe or pay a fine, you pay the fine. When you're there and there's a person in your inbox who is not your spouse and you're over chatting with them, you make a decision to forsake all. When you have an opportunity to, to cheat someone and you forsake all and you choose Jesus Christ, it's to choose to do what he says every single day. What are you pursuing? Is it leading you to God or away from Him? What are you chasing? Okay, who told you to pursue what you're pursuing? Who told you to pursue what you're pursuing? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being lonely? are you afraid of being misunderstood by who are you afraid of living in luck you're pursuing money so much that mammon is now your god that you're like what if i choose to do this thing that god has told me to do and then i lose followers and then i lose money some of you followers on social media have become a god stop it You've reduced yourself to the patterns of this world. You don't talk about Jesus Christ. Why do you think you have influence? It's for the gospel. But for him to take you to the next level, be willing to lose followers. Be willing to lose the accolades of men. Be willing for the sake of Jesus Christ. Promote him, child of God. Talk about your love for him. You all told me that the one you're devoted to, you talk about a lot. When was the last time you talked about Jesus? You don't need to be a pastor. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do you call him Lord and Savior? Then promote him. What are you afraid of? The one you fear is your master. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Whose opinion weighs the heaviest in your life right now? That's the one you're devoted to. Spend time knowing him. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 25 verse 14. It says in the Passion Translation, There is a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit next to him and receive his revelation secrets. There is a place reserved for the lovers of God, the ones who are devoted to Him. Do you know how they are devoted? They sit at His feet, they listen to Him, and they do what He says. Some of you, God has instructed you so much, you don't do what He says, but you go back to look for more instruction. He will not, He'll get silent. The silence of God, <laughs> He's saying something. Who told you to pursue what you're pursuing? Is it God? Whose opinion weighs the heaviest to you? I'm going to read for you about three or four more scriptures. In Matthew 10, verse 37 to 39, Jesus says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Some of you, when God tells you to do something, you first ask yourself, Will my mom approve? Will my dad approve? You're not worthy of Jesus. You're not worthy. You're not. I'm not worthy of Jesus if I elevate the opinion of my mother and father. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter, some of you it's your children, more than me is not worthy of me. I've been in that place before where everything I'm like my children. Then they'll call me a bad mother who will take care of my children. Those children are a gift. Don't make them an idol. Every decision is about your children. It's not about what God says. It will be convenient for my children. Everything is about your children. Every dream is about your children. Every every When God tells you to give money, you're like, what about my children? I need to buy my children this. My children, my children. My friend, those children are a gift. Don't turn them into an accursed thing. Your devotion is only for God. Every time you give it to someone else, you put them in a very difficult place because sometimes God has to move them to get your attention. And that's what a, a good place to be. I'm serious. Samuel, he lost his sons. His sons were, he elevated them. They all died. God told him, they're going to die because you put them above me. They died, Phinehas and They used to go and eat the devoted things and Samuel didn't correct them. His children were elevated above God. And you know what? They died. I'm not scaring you. I'm telling you the truth. If you love father, mother, daughter, son more than, me, more than you love Jesus, you're not worthy of him. And he who does not take his cross, sacrifice, take his cross and follow after me, is not worthy of me. In other words, if you're not making sacrifices for God, stop lying. You're not devoted to him and he says you're not worthy of me. I'm not going to elevate you. God live your small life, die. I'll receive you in glory. You will get a small house, not, not as big a mansion. Because even in heaven there will be levels. Go read Corinthians. Our works will be tested by fire. Those who gave up the most for God will be the most elevated before him. He says, You're not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. In other words, Beatrice Biamanzi, do you want to live a significant life? Let go of your plans. Make your plans, give them to God and say, Father, you know that if you tell me to give this all up, it's nothing to me. What is it in your life that is so difficult for you to give up right now? Would it be moving to another country? Would it be leaving that job? Would it be giving more time to God than you give to your children? Come on. One of the keys to elevation is having a single devotion to Jesus. And He makes it clear. The evidence is what you're willing or unwilling to sacrifice to follow Jesus. Would you move to Arua today if God asked you to? Would you go to Kazakhstan? Oh, it's that, Lord, look, I must be comfortable. If your comfort is more important than following Jesus, you are more devoted to yourself than you are to him. He's saying you must be more devoted to me than to your family, to me than to your money, to me than to your own plans for your life. To me, what has the world shown you to be good? Have you found out what it is to God? God is building his his church. If you're not building his church with him, you're building your own thing. Are you building the kingdom of God? Or you're building your small kingdom and you want the world to remember you? Let me tell you something. You will be forgotten. You will be forgotten quickly. If you pursue your life, you will be forgotten. If you pursue God, you will not be forgotten. Have you become your own idol? You can follow. What are you willing to sacrifice or unwilling to sacrifice to follow Jesus? You can follow But you can be in a crowd. You can follow Jesus in a crowd, a big crowd, and you're slow, you're far away, you're tired. Some of you here, I want to say something to you. Some of the things making you too tired to serve God have nothing to do with him. You're too tired to pray. You're too tired to spend time in the word. You have no money to give to the mission of God. Do you know why? You're spending it on things that have nothing to do with him. He did not tell you to spend your money that way or to spend your time that way. Your service to God is the main thing. Everything else is secondary. In Matthew 16, 24 to 25, he says, Jesus said to his disciples, now he's talking to those who have left the crowd and come closer. If anyone desires to come after me, do you desire to come after Jesus? Do you long to be close to him? Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Have you heard that that, that criteria? Deny yourself. Give up the things that, that are so important to you. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. What have you elevated? Is it your status? Is it your comfort? Is it your children? My kids have to go to a certain school. If we went to this place, there are no schools like that. Let me tell you, I went to Rukunjiri Universal Primary School. Some of you went to very serious international schools. You know friends of yours who went to schools even outside Uganda. I want you to look at their lives. Are they impacting the world? Does it matter where you go to school, where your kids go to school? Me, have been those parents. If my man, if God asks me to go to Mbarana, where will my kids go to school? To the nearest school. And God will teach them. And God will elevate them. It's not about your education. In Acts 4.13, they talk about these men who were uneducated and untrained. And how they were walking. First of all, their boldness of speech, their miracles that they were performing. These men said that they perceived that they had been with God. Why? Because of their results. Your results are not out of the school you went to. Many of you here have told us the schools you went to. No one cares. But you've decided that you you cannot live a certain life because your children have to go to a certain school. Why? The world has told you that certain schools are the ones which are the best for your kids. What is it that you've elevated above God? He says, if anyone desires to come after me, he must deny himself some sleep, some friends, some family, opinions of men, money, status in society. Must deny himself first of all, then take up his cross. How often? Daily. Daily. You must manage your decision to be devoted to Jesus every single day. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Can you imagine? If you're there trying to save your life, you're going to lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, will find it mark eight thirty four to 36 i'm about to close when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also he said to them whoever desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me he said it too many times you guys for whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. When they look at your life right now do they say that that person is sacrificing much for the kingdom? That cross is daily. That decision is every day you have to choose to spend time in the Word or not. Every day you have to choose to spend time hearing God. Every day you have to choose to do what God told you to do or to do what the world says is good. Every day you have to decide to obey God or not. Every day you have to decide to obey God or listen to the opinion of, of your parents and guardians or whoever it is. My friend! Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. In John 12, 23 to 26, Jesus answered them saying, everything I'm speaking is what Jesus said. The hour, the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. Jesus was about to die and he was saying he's going to be glorified by dying a shameful death. Jesus obeyed. Jesus was devoted to the Father, even in the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm not saying that the decision won't be difficult. It will be, but you know that at the end of the day, I know who I'm going to listen to. Jesus faced a very difficult decision, to die a death of shame where he was naked on a cross. Of course, in the movies, they put a a cloth on him. It's not true. He was completely naked. The Savior. And you know what? He said, Father, if it is your will, not my will, but your will be done. When was the last time you prayed, Lord, let your will be done? As opposed to commanding God in the place of prayer. When was the last time you said, Lord, let your will be done? If you want me to stay in this marriage, even if it's painful right now, let your will be done. Oh, it's, I can't take it. He doesn't do this for me. She doesn't do this for me. She doesn't do this for me. Did you go there to serve or to be served? Marriage is a place of service. Just like salvation is a place of service. Yes, we receive from the Father. It's a place of glorification also. But it's also a place of service. I told you that devotion has two sides to it. It has sacrifice and elevation. But without sacrifice you cannot be elevated by God. He says most assuredly I say to you. If a grain of wheat does not first fall to the ground and die. It remains alone. But if it dies it produces much grain. For you to produce much fruit in your life. You must be willing to lay down that life to die. I said, he says. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life. In this world, we'll keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. Then this last statement says, if anyone serves me, him my Father will honor. Have you heard? I told you devotion has two sides to it. Sacrifice and elevation. The one who serves God, the Father will honor. God is not going to honor the one who is outside, not serving him, pursuing their own things. I told you that it can look like God is elevating you, but it's the world. And the fall will be big. Is it God truly elevating you or it's you elevating yourself he says the one who serves me to serve is to is to give to the other person whoever gives up their life for me the father will honor God is going to honor you don't be afraid don't feel like you're being left behind or that your life is too slow compared to your compatriots or that you know for you some of you are spending more money on how you look than on how the kingdom of God looks than on obedience you, you 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 hold the tithe so that you can buy a cloth and impress men. The latest trend must be on your body. But you don't tithe. You don't give to the work of God. Your budget doesn't look like you are devoted to God. Your time, you have no time for God, but you have time for all this progy. Your social media has nothing about Jesus Christ, but you call yourself his disciple. People don't even know. People are shocked that you're born again. Child of God. You will remain alone. But if you honor him, he will honor you. I want to close with Luke 9, 23 to 26. Which has been my meditation, where all this came out of this scripture. Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, three things, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Does Jesus truly have your life? Or do you have a plan for your life? When was the last time you asked him, Father, what's the plan for the next few months? Father, what do you, where do you want me to be? You know, for me, I've never been in a job where I wasn't sure that God had told me to be there. And every time God told me to move, it was at the height of my career when they're offering me better. I'd be like, wow, God, it's a test of devotion. He would say, um, oh, now, be 3 it's time. And in the natural, it makes no sense because at that point, you've been given double the salary, more, I don't know what. In fact, you're going to be the country manager. I don't know what. And God is saying, it's time to go and serve me. It looks like a demotion. You can't sacrifice when there's nothing to sacrifice. You can't say, I'm making sacrifices when you have nothing. God is going to test your heart and your devotion to him by asking you to give up things, but not because he wants to take away. It's because he wants to give you something better. Does Jesus truly have your life? Or do you have a plan forsaking all others? Forsaking all others. That is one of the keys to elevation. Your priorities, who you adjust for, where you spend most of your time, where you spend your money and your treasure, where your budget goes to, who you ask whose opinion matters the most, where is your devotion? Child of God, are you willing to deny yourself? some things, sleep, money, parroquy, opinions of men, status in the world. Are you willing to take up your cross daily? Make a decision to sacrifice for the Lord daily and enjoy it, by the way. And are you willing to follow him every day? When the angel of the Lord comes to Mary, he doesn't say, "Uh, be sad, oh one who's going to make sacrifice. He says, rejoice, highly favored one. Let me tell you, when God asks you to make a sacrifice. He's elevating you. Understand that. So rejoice. Get excited. It's a setup for promotion. Every sacrifice for the Lord is a setup for promotion. Where is your devotion? Are you too attached to be devoted to the Lord? Today will you forsake all others? He says if one wants to, desires to come after me, he must deny himself. That is subject himself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and his priorities. Subject your time your money and your decisions to him. He must take up his cross daily. That is, be willing and ready to make sacrifices and adjust our lives to him and must follow him. Meaning, I must consult with him, stay close to him, be able to see him, be able to be so close that I can see what he's saying. The Bible talks about how he guides you with his eye. You have to be looking at him, be devoted to him. Child of God, you want to come after God, deny yourself. Sacrifice daily and follow him and I want to remind you the place of devotion is a place of sacrifice and a place of Elevation God has never ever tried to demote you every time he asks you to give up something It's because he's calling you higher, but to go higher You have to reduce on the weights to fly you have to reduce on the weights to move faster You have to let go of weights and many of you have weights that have easily entangled and I want to pray for you right now. Children of God, wherever you are, I know that as I've been teaching, God has been showing you specific things that must go. He's not telling you specific things that must that you must pick up new stuff. He's telling you, let go of this for you to move faster. Let go of this for you to move higher. A place, the place of devotion is a place of sacrifice and elevation. Will you forsake all others right now and follow him? I want you to go ahead right now. Maybe you need to send a message to somebody. Maybe you need to Make a commitment. Maybe you need to send that tithe that you've been eating. Maybe whatever it is, you know what you should do. What must you do to be truly devoted to Jesus Christ? What must go? What must go? Remember, sometimes the enemy hides what looks like an opportunity for promotion. He hides a destiny killer in there and says, God is promoting you. That's why so and so is telling you to do this even if God told you to do the other. And it looks so good. No. No. Even Adam and Eve, he hid temptation looking like promotion that you'll be like god no child of god why don't you go ahead right now i'm going to play our song one more time and i'm going to close i will close as the song is playing okay yeah there it is go ahead and pray in the spirit i pray right now if there's anyone who has a sickness or pain in your body i want to minister to you i speak healing just touch wherever it is right now chest pain is being healed right now in the name of jesus Issues with eyesight are being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Heart disease is being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Heartache, pain in your heart, emotional pain is being healed right now. Depression is going right now in the name of Jesus. Someone you've been having issues hearing in your right ear. It is restored right now in the name of Jesus somebody you you, you're making that decision right now yes lord father we thank you for your word for it brings light and if you don't know jesus as your lord and savior i want to invite you right now to receive him as your lord and savior right now right now wherever you are go ahead and just say lord jesus i receive you as my lord and savior i yield my life to you take my life and do something with it I'm done running from you. Today, I'm born again. Please let us know if you prayed that prayer. Thank you, friends, for watching. Thank you for being here. I leave you with that prayer. Make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make
0: me whatever
1: you want me to be. I
0: came here with nothing. But all you have given
1: me, Jesus, bring new one out of me. God bless you. Please share this message with friends and family.
0: Yeah. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soul light now surrender. Go ahead and pray. You are making
1: single devotion to him as you make sacrifices and let him